Hello and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and in a week the which saw Haas tried to tie up two of the worst drivers, uh, well probably ever, um, to new deals. We preview this weekend's Russian Grand Prix, discussing the future of Haas and giving our weekend predictions. Joining me for this podcast are Joshua Bacon and Joe Roberts. First of all, guys, how are you two doing? I'm not too bad, thank you, Sam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Joe? I'm doing amazing. Thank you, Sam. No worries. And um, I think it's fair to say, let's just get straight into it, because this is definitely a track that we're previewing that I wouldn't even say it divides opinion. It is probably the everyone's least favourite track, or a lot of people's least favourite tracks, but Maybe I'm maybe I'm not speaking facts here. Uh, let's let's ask what what do you two think of the track? Do you like it, or do you agree with the common common consensus that it's not very good? Uh, well, Sam, you decide. Well, you, you said to me before this to be positive. I do, and I am. I do like this track. Um, I think the only problem with it is the uh, tires. The fact that they go for a million years. Um, I think that's the only problem with the with the track it's a it's a very good track but it's just the tires just make it the most boring um boring one on the calendar so yeah fair enough i'm in a slight agreement with joe the track itself is quite nice and uh um i'm sure it's quite fun to drive around but um yeah like he said tires can just go on forever so not many pit stop which is where we seem to get most of the drama in now nowadays in Formula One. So um, although we'll still get some overtakes and hopefully a, a decent race, because apparently it might be raining. Um, but we say that every time when it doesn't rain. So who knows? But yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement with Joe. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. To be honest, I am not a fan of this track. I'm going to go against it and be and be a bit negative just because of the fact that there's just no racing here. You know, they've been racing here since I think 2014, I want to say. And there's been no races that have really set the world on fire. The last race here in 2020 was good for about a lap and then went back to being its normal Russia self. The combination of high-speed corners and 90-degree turns just means there's just no overtaking. And due to the fact that it's in the south of Russia, we don't really get that many different weather uh, weathers and climates there. So it's pretty much always dry. And of course, the wet weather uh, makes it a bit, adds a bit more excitement and changes up the grid a bit. I mean, it looks like it's going to change this weekend with, as Josh mentioned, the, the weather looking like it's going to be a wet one. But um, yeah, for me, it's not a very exciting track and one of my probably my least favorite on the calendar however this is the penultimate race here as uh, the russian grand prix is being moved to agora in 2023 so hopefully that track is going to joe you seem surprised by that news how have you not heard i, I don't know I, I don't even know where agora is is that like <laughs> it, it, it's that... in the north of russia so it's gonna so it's gonna be, be cold yeah, it's going to be a very cold climate. It's as close. Um, it's a. It's as close as Valtteri Bottas is going to get to a. Um, uh, where is he from? Finnish Grand Prix. 
There, uh, so, yeah, yeah. We, we're not going to talk about the Agora track clearly, as a, as Joe isn't too clued up on it. But yeah, it's moving there in 2023. They're still building it, so hopefully the last two races in Sochi are going to be a lot better. But I don't hold out too much hope for that. But yeah, as I've said, this track isn't very good, and we just we discussed before the podcast about whether we can do fond memories. And we came to a common consensus, or me and Josh did anyway. Joe jo didn't really um, come into the conversation at all, that we're not going to do fond memories because we don't really have any here due to the fact that there's not been any good races. So instead, we're going to have a discussion about Haas in our last podcast. Have you seen it? Me and Joe rant about Haas, yeah, mainly yeah. we rant about Mazepin. But as it's his home Grand Prix, and this week in the news, it's talked about Gunter Steiner is trying to get Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin to new contracts. We're going to discuss what has gone wrong with Haas and what their future is as it's looking, it, or this season's made look a bit bleak, even when they had uh, Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen, they were towards the back, but... They there was a season they came fifth and they still got occasional points here. They're nowhere near the points and they're going to need about uh, 10, nine or 10 drivers to crash out in order to get some. And that would rely on them not being a part of them. But um, yeah, so the per- question I want to pose today is what has gone wrong with Haas and whose fault is it for their struggles? Um. I'll, I'll I'll go first on this one. I, I the the last parts of the question who fault it is I'll go for it has to be the owner. I don't think Gunter Steiner hasn't had the resources to to fund. I would say a challenge because you get they get most of their parts from Ferrari. So if Ferrari are not performing well, they don't perform well. Um, <clears throat> I was also say when it started, I think that's one of the questions. I would say Britain 2019, I think it was, where their, their, their car was good in qualifying, but then suddenly their tyres just went, as in they didn't have any pace on any tyre. Um, and they, I think they struggled in that season because they couldn't literally find the tyre temps and why it wasn't working. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 that's my opinion on... What went I think when it started and then obviously went downhill and then obviously this season they have to focus on next season's car with all the resource points that they got to make it and I do think they can um, go up the grid was it was there a question on Mazepin and Schumacher um no there wasn't as I'm trying to make sure okay. we're, we're a bit positive on them but you you yeah. might want to bring them up is, in the next question um is there any more questions that the one didn't answer um yeah. I'm gonna ask you another question after, after we get Josh's uh okay. answer to what went wrong and who's at fault for their struggles yeah I think I think Joe Joe's idea of the owner pretty much sums up how or why it's gone wrong because he's not really he probably is pumping some money in, but he's not pumping enough or putting it in the right places, it seems, because it just doesn't seem to, like they're going in the right direction or like anything's going in, to improve quickly. Um, we'll see next year with how they um, bring out the new 2022 car, because apparently all their focus is going on that instead of this season. So 
we'll see how much focus is going on to that and if it's the right focus in the right areas. Um, but I think it's also also letting go and letting go of both the experienced drivers of Grosjean and Magnussen at the same time, I think also plays a part into why they might not be doing as well or they might not try to, to improve. I think bringing in two rookies in the same season was a massive risk. And I think they needed someone else, they needed an experienced driver and a, uh, to partner the rookie driver so at least they could provide them with some experience and also be more, not qualified, but be able to help the team out a bit more with his experience and say where he thinks is going wrong. But um, I, I'm in agreement with Joe, but mostly it's mainly the owner's fault. I think Gutenstein is just in a, a tough position of, um, how he's going to control a team in all directions, really. But yeah, I think it's a mixture of the owner and then getting rid of both experienced drivers and bringing in two rookies. Mm, yeah. Um, sorry, Sam. Can I just add, add another thing? It's on. It's on about Gene Haas. Who I, I think the reason he went into F1 because he's a very successful NASCAR um, like uh, team in, in NASCAR, and I think he has one in Indy car as well so i think you thought okay because nascar and indycar are very much spec related or you can just borrow buy stuff from ferrari and do very well um but i think he's the last couple of seasons found out you can't do that you have to pump money in and i think that the interest is basically uh gone from that because of the fact you can't just buy spec you just you have to develop in order to be a very successful team mm, yeah i mean a lot of things has been going wrong with Haas recently i mean as you as you've both mentioned gene Haas isn't pumping enough money in and he is massively at fault for the problem and we see gunter steiner going around looking for anyone to sponsor the car just to get any funds we saw I mean, Drive to Survive, him looking, uh, getting this German uh, German company, but they were like, we need a German driver, and that's why Mick Schumacher's in the seat. Um, and they've had issues. They've had uh, rich energy. That whole faff was just terrible um, with them apparently telling Hass they have money and then them insulting Hass. That was a complete mess. Um, but that was just out of Gunter Steiner being like, right, we're not even going to pick and choose where we get money. We're just going to go just anyone who will give us uh, some good investment. Um, Josh mentioned uh, Magnus and Grosjean. And I think even though they get a lot of criticism, they actually did very well um, with the car, especially Kevin Magnuson. I think despite I don't think he was a nice person, particularly. And he was very disliked on the grid. However, he actually did get like some really good results for Haas and even for Renault. He didn't live up for, to his potential, but I'm pretty sure he's the only rookie. Uh, he was the only rookie since Hamilton to get a podium on their debut. I want to say um, so. He he didn't live up to his potential, but he did a really great job with Haas, and that's just overshadowed by the fact that. He wasn't necessarily a nice person off the grid. Um, but, yeah, a lot of things have gone wrong. Gunter's not is partly at fault, I think. I don't think he's uh, impartial from blame, but it is mainly Gene Haas. And it's a real shame because 
we want all teams to be competing and they are so far off it. And um, two, admittedly, Mick Schumacher and Mazepin haven't been great this season, but it's not their fault that their car is bad. Like their car is terrible and yeah, it starts at the top. But the second question I want to pose is what is the future of Haas? Hopefully promoting a bit of positivity. We want to stay, see them stay in the sport, but how can they do that? And um, what do you think their future will be? Um, again, I'll go first. Um, that there's, there's been rumours of the, the people I speak to um, who live in America that Gene Haas will will sell um, will sell his but uh, will sell Haas to. It sounds maybe Mazepin's dad, who owns a company, or which Josh is <laughs> grinning, grimacing at, um, and uh, Andretti. There's also rumours that uh, Volkswagen uh, group might come in. And then uh, I think there's another couple, Porsche, I think it is. So th- there is interest, but I think the one, the European ones like Volkswagen and Porsche will, will come into play but with the new engines. So I, I think Haas in the situation where they are looking to sell... I've got a feeling that it will go to Mazepin's father, which I think will be, I'm not going to say bad for F1 because it brings money, stability and, and jobs, um, jobs are a bit, but have, have certainty to them. But I know Sammy wanted me to be positive. This is the only time I'm going to be negative when I talk here is the fact that it could go in a very wrong direction. It could be just be Mazepin's Wreckfest team. Um, but I think if it goes to Andretti, and also Andretti have links to McLaren because of the IndyCar, um, I think, yeah, IndyCar, McLaren, IndyCar, I think that will be a good move because it could be a feeder team for McLaren. They're young, young stars. I think that they have on their books, but yeah, it is it, it is bright. I think for Haas, but I think it'd be under a different name. Yeah, um, I think the only way that I think the only way I think that they can stay in the sport is like Joseph is either Gene sells it and it becomes a new brand or a new team. It'll still technically be Haas in some way, but it'll be under a new name. Or could just find investors from somewhere because they need the money just to just to improve the car and just improve every everything around them just to get some confidence and gain some traction and just get higher up the field, but just to just to compete. So I think either selling selling it to either one of those places that one of those people that Joe seems to think that they'll go to, or just try and find investors, and, but not just any investor, some strong reliable reliable investors who won't just leave after a year once they've done if they don't perform well or they just don't like the values but i know it's not the nicest of things to think of or, or say but i think the only way for, for has to have a future in f1 is to either sell or just or generally just to sell or just to find investors so i know it won't be easy but it definitely they're definitely struggling right now to find investors um but i think that's the only way that they i can see them improving 
Mm, yeah. Um, sorry, Sam, just to add on to that, um, Haas have signed a, I think, a lot, a lot of cup, I think last season they signed Accords, I forgot what they're called, um, that they, they have to stay, technically they they have to stay on until 2026, or Gene has, unless they go bankrupt. So they will be in the sport, they just might be extremely slow if Gene has, yeah. They basically have to go bankrupt in order to not be in the sport. Mm, and hopefully it will never come to that. Um, Gene Haas, as you guys said, he does need to leave. Um, next season, as Josh mentioned, um, that they are focusing on next season, developing the car. Hopefully it will be a lot closer between the the order of um, who's competitive and who's not could really switch up because of the new rules coming in and, that can only be positive. Hopefully that will impact Haas well. But yeah, they will, I think they will be, if they do stay into the sport for years to come, it will be under a different name. Maybe Gene Haas will stay until the 2026, but I find it unlikely because they're not getting the results. Um, there's not, he's not doing enough for them to get the results. He's not investing enough. So they need to sell Hopefully it's not to Mazpin's dad. Um, otherwise, that would secure him a long-term future. And I don't necessarily think he deserves it. Though, mate, I hope next season he can prove me wrong. Um, but, yeah, it's not looking like Haas will have a future, but it's looking like that Haas, under a different name, hopefully will. And I think that's um, the most positive outcome you can necessarily expect. But, um, yeah, let's move on from this Haas discussion. It was definitely interesting um, to talk about it, um, bear in mind that um, all the Haas news at the moment. But um, let's move back to our preview of um, the Grand Prix at the weekend. And um, let's ask for your five things that you expect to see. Josh? No, 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 Josh, you, you, you got your wonderful list ready. My wonderful list is, my wonderful list is struggling this week. I just... I haven't got any idea, to be honest, but um, what I've gone with, and Sam will say when I mention it that I've bailed out, but who cares? It's still a prediction. But I think my first one is it's going to be a safety car in the first lap. I think the first few corners, there'll be it'll be chaos. Like like Carlos Sainz last year, someone might make a stupid mistake and just go straight into the wall for no reason. But um, I think there'll be a safety car on the first lap. Um, and then I also think Verstappen will take his grip penalty this week. I don't think they'll he'll wait any longer. I think um, Red Bull will take it this week and he'll have a a poorer weekend for his standards. Uh, it'll, I'll say more when I come to the predictions. Um, and the one that Sam will say is he's bailing out. I think Haas will get lapped over three times. Um, because the, I've, I was watching... Um, previous races this morning and honestly there's loads of people just constantly getting lapped and there's big gaps between other cars hopefully not be different but um hopefully hopefully it is but um my prediction is uh them to get lapped three times i had a final one which i'm not sure will be true but um i think ferrari will struggle just because uh straight like the straight line speed and um that other cars have over them but um I might be wrong on that one, but I had to think of something. So, yeah, as in the, the theme of red flags, 
of uh, on this podcast. I have to continue it. I think there'll be at least one uh, in practice and then none for qualifying. Uh, I think, again, I do agree with Josh that Max will take his uh, engine penalty, but I think that will also cost him another engine because I think he will crash on the first lap because of the massive carnage um, that there usually is um, because of that free place, good penalty, and then you add on another 10. You could be starting 14th in the rain, caused mayhem. Um, third point, I'm going to say that McLaren, because of that, will get on the podium. I don't think Perez will do his job like he does. Um, uh, and then I think um, Bottas will be leading the race, but Hamilton will be let through on the last couple of laps to win the race. Um uh, Fourth, um, is I, I was well, is a Haas theme here, but it's good positive that they'll get lapped once. That's obvious. Um, and then the final one, there'll be at least three safety cars. Oh, you think it's going to be safety car heavy? Interesting. I'm not gonna lie, Josh has had a few of mine, um, which is frustrating. Um, but I'll start off with a Mercedes win. Um, they've never lost a Russian Grand Prix. And I think that will continue, um, especially with uh, Matt's grid penalty and the fact that my second prediction is that Matt will take his engine penalty here. Like Josh said, even though it is hard to overtake, um, it will just... They'll just take it. They'll just firm it. They, they'll feel like they have got a good penalty already, so they might as well do it here because uh, they've got to do it before the end of the season. So I personally think they'll do it here. I've also got another one that just had first lap safety car um, just because that's the only point you can actually overtake because the rest of the race is a real struggle. So like last year, it'll be carnage and... Everyone will be trying to get those overtakes done early. Um, I don't think there'll be um, <laughs> three, but um, I think there'll be one and that'll be on the first lap. Um, I've got double points for Alpha Tauri. I've moved that over from Monza prediction after they had an absolute mare. That was neither of the driver's faults. Um, and they're, I'm going to use the same explanation. Their future is secured for 2022 and they're going to want to bounce back after Monza. And then my last one is Geo points. Again, I've said this a few times. However, he has actually been improving. It, it may be in qualifying, but the race pace will come. And I think it will come this weekend. His F1 career is on the line. He needs to perform. It will be him or Guan Yu Zhou in the seat next year with Giovinazzi having to go to the Italian government to try and get funding. That's how serious it is. So he is in a struggle. So if he does stay in the seat, it'll be with the help of the Italian government. Um, but Guan Yuzo looks like the favourite. Um, but if Gio starts getting some points, then maybe he can stay in F1 and we keep uh, Italian representative in the sport, which is needed. For, for all the Italians um, but 
yeah, that's uh, that's my five of what I expect to see this weekend. But now let's go further in depth and have a top five starting with fifth. Yeah, we're starting with fifth. Well, Sam, as always, you're not going to like me because Paris is not in my top five. He's just going to have his standard weekend of, you know, do badly in qualifying and try and make his way back up the field. <laughs> but um, I've got Lando in fifth uh, and Ricardo in fourth. I think they're, they're going to have the highs of a lot of Monza, but I don't think they'll be able to break into the podium. And then even though I've said Verstappen will get his engine penalty, I still think he will get into the podium and get third. And then I have a one-two Mercedes, but the guy who I think is winning is going to win it back-to-back. Because like you said for Alpha Tauri, I think it's him as well. The pressure of not knowing of not knowing where he's going to be. He's got his seat. He's relaxed. We saw that from Monza where he got pole and then won the sprint race. I think Bottas is going to win the race. And I don't think Mercedes are still are that bad that they'll make him swap with Hamilton. I think they'll just let them race. So I've got Bottas P1 and Hamilton P2. Not going to do a Schumacher and um, and uh, what's his name? Ba- uh, Barrichello then. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Um, well, I, obviously I completely disagree with Josh about that. Um, I'm going to go Gasly P5. I think he's fantastic and fantastic race and is that that alpha tari is looking quick looking to actually be a midfield car rather than just being behind it um fourth i'm gonna got ricardo i think amazing result winning monza but i don't think he's gonna beat lando this time around Lando norris is gonna be p3 uh obviously sam's a bit shocked um, and then I got Bottas, even though I think he's going to get probably the pole position. He's going to end up having to give um, the place to Hamilton just because the points are so needed. And I think we're probably only going to have, uh, I think it's seven rounds left, I think. Maybe yeah. less, maybe less due to COVID because Turkey, uh, Mexico and Brazil are in doubt, I think. So short short amount of races also means need to get the max amount of points. So I think Bottas will be P2 due to the fact that he has to play the team game now because he's not going to win uh, the Drivers' Championship. And then Hamilton will be P1 uh, due, due to that. I'm not happy with this Perez slander, guys. In no one's top five. I mean, that is... Red Bull aren't, Red Bull aren't like this track. They're just not the good runner track, so he's not there. They don't like this track, but the Red Bull are a lot closer to Mercedes than they were last year. I mean, um, at, even at Mercedes tracks, Red Bull have really closed the gap this year. And I think that'll be the same, but I do think how, um, that the Mercedes will win. I don't think Max will be able to recover after his engine penalty and his um, grid penalty to get in the top five. So I don't have Max in there. I think Josh has been very ambitious, but I, I like the I like the ambition. Uh, but yeah, I'm going for P5 Daniel Ricciardo. He's going to get beaten by his teammate, but he's still going to have a great race. He's going to have the confidence. He had a fantastic drive at Monza, and I think he'll have a good drive here. Lando Norris in fourth. 
It's Lando Norris. She's having a great season. That McLaren is very quick. Mercedes-powered engine at a Mercedes track can only be a good thing. And uh, separating uh, the, the McLarens and the Mercedes, I've got a lonely Red Bull, and that is Sergio Perez. I think he'll get a podium. Admittedly, it's a Mercedes track, and I get that. And Perez, even I'll admit, has struggled over the last few weeks after a pretty good start to the season. But I think he'll get a podium because he has no, he will probably have no competition from Max as he'll be starting at the back. And Perez is race craft, even if he doesn't have a great qualifying, we'll see him get back up there. I've got um, Bottas in second. It will be close between him and Hamilton, I do think. But I think Bottas will be second. He's definitely looking a lot more confident, as Josh said. But Lewis Hamilton, I think, is going to win it because he basically needs to. He has to capitalise on the fact that uh, Verstappen could start nearer the back. So he's got to capitalise, and I think he will. He's a man that under pressure is great. Um, Pressure forms diamonds, I think the saying is, and Hamilton is definitely a diamond. But, yeah, that's. I think that wraps up. Oh, no, Joe. I know. I've got a question for you. You might not know it because I don't, don't know, we obviously don't know how many tracks are left. But where do you think Lewis Hamilton will take his uh, engine penalty? That is a good question. I think he'll take it. I'm not going to lie. If I was Lewis Hamilton and I saw that Max Verstappen was taking a grid penalty and an engine penalty at a Mercedes track like Russia, I'd honestly react to that and I'd take it here. If I was him, I'd do it strategically and I'd take it here if Verstappen takes this. Do you, do you want me to say what, what the races are left? Go, yeah. As in, go. this is like, so we got Russia, obviously, this weekend, then Turkey, USA, uh, Mexico, Brazil, and then obviously to be confirmed, but that's rumoured to be um, Qatar, uh, and then Saudi Arabia, and then Abu Dhabi. I, I'm you, still you going take, Russia. You could take think, it in Brazil. You could. That, that's, that's the sprint race, so you could still get a couple of points in the sprint race and then take it for the race. But that you know, that is a, that is a good point. I think Brazil would be smart because of the sprint race. However, I still maintain I, if Stappen takes it here, I think he should as well, as I think that Mercedes will have the pace and Red Bull this weekend, and uh, Mats will have a three-place grid penalty added onto his engine penalty. I think he will take it either USA or Mexico because due to the fact the Mercedes, mm. uh, even Brazil, Mercedes are generally very, very strong yeah. at those tracks. Obviously, I think I, I, I'll probably get into the prediction, but the Red Bulls are utterly strong. At, they're traditionally strong at Mexico. So you could, you could take it there or you could take, yeah, it's... And also Lewis Hamilton's been very good at um, USA as well, so you could take it there. Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask that question because it's quite... If, if Max does, Max kind of has an advantage in a way of his engines. Yeah, no, it is up in the air and it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think that wraps up our podcast previewing the Russian Grand Prix in Sochi and having a little discussion about Haas as well. Um, Thank you for watching or listening. 
Uh, remember to like, subscribe, download, whatever you want to do. We're on all podcast, all possible podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. So check us out on there. And yeah, thank you for joining me, guys. And we will see you for a review on Monday of a hopefully exciting race uh, that is full of entertainment, drama and overtaking. But yeah, thank you for watching and listening and uh, we'll see you Monday.